Yes, sir. We got got a special guest in here that says he has to get something off his chest. And this man got a big chest. Yes, sir. I'm talking about the one and only Big Tuck. Big Tuck. He's a father. Yeah, yeah. So he's so, accepted. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a dad or if you have a dad or you like dad stuff or just family stuff, comedy, whatever, this is the podcast for you, dude. Taking over the podcast game You know I'm just chilling with the people Austin, Zach, man, yeah It's that father figure I tell them go figure You know they coming through with the truth Like I'm pulling on triggers I said They just be telling the truth when they I just talk don't have the patience the anymore to You wait. don't? Yeah uh, That's fair I Dude, okay like- So I was trying to find it So the other night um, Wait a second Before we do this Can I I just want to do something I want to take a moment Take a moment just get. Just, that was very abrupt, so this better be important. It is important. Okay. 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 Fine. Because we always talk to our listeners at the end. Okay. Oh, our, I, and it's not even about a rating. I just want to. Okay. So last episode, we talked about we had we gave a, the phone number for right. for people to call in or text or whatever. Correct. And I just want to say it at the beginning. Uh, we'll give the we'll put the number. We'll put it in the description again. But yes. we want people to call in or text um any questions anything and we don't know how many people listen to this all the way through like yeah we don't so re- l- let's rewind here so the, the idea of this is kind of like uh uh you know just two dads trying to give any type of advice it could be on financial advice it doesn't have to be all about parenting or being it could be about marriage it could be about anything just maybe you want to call in and tell a funny story we appreciate all of it yeah. and so we have a place for you to leave the voicemail so the number is 512-593-1662. Yeah. Just leave a voicemail. We'll play it here on the show. You'll get a shout out. And we're just trying to do some engagement. So. Yeah. And I just I just want to, you know, I understand some people listen to the podcast and they don't always make it to the end. We don't really, we haven't seen very much feedback, like a ton of it. And you know what? We well, just want to. We've, s- we've had a decent number of calls. Um, but nobody's left a voicemail. I, I really just wish y'all would leave a voicemail. There's there's about 15 calls here, but nobody left a voicemail. Okay, so somebody, Literally nobody somebody did. leave a voicemail. Somebody leave a voicemail. There'll probably be voicemails after today. Huh? I said there'll probably be voicemails after today. Okay. Well, I, I hope yeah, yeah. so. And I yeah. just, you know, also you could DM me or Zach on Instagram, on TikTok. I don't care. DM, whatever. Just... You know, leave us a review. We hey, just want to to hey, engage dude, with people more. Just is all. Calls and tell us why we suck at the show too. Doesn't yeah, matter, dude. We just need feedback so that Anything. we know how to improve. Okay, so if you could just take one dude, minute, maybe the improvement is, hey guys, this is an awful idea. Do you think it's a bad idea? Collins. Yeah, the people like called in, left a voicemail, and then we could just play it on the show. And then talk oh, about that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks, bro. Okay, thanks, man. All right, anyways, back to... I just wanted to get that out the way because I want to engage with the audience more. That's fair. That's fair. Okay? That's a good point. I really want to... If you're like, oh, no, they'll never get to me, you're wrong. Call in right now. All right, go ahead, Zach. Oh, no, I was just going to say, well, since we we should probably reintroduce, you know, Big Tuck again. Um, people, maybe we got some new listeners since last time, but uh, Big Tuck is... As you can imagine, he's big, and uh, he's a police officer. Yeah, he got, he got. He's a father of two, and he married Austin's oldest sister. That's right. So Austin is contractually 
has to be friends with him. <laughs> do you feel like, do you guys feel like if y'all, if you didn't marry his sister, y'all could still be friends? I mean, we could still be fr- Like, if he didn't marry my sister, right, and obviously y'all, we probably never would be friends because we probably never would have even each seen each other. Yeah, yeah but if y'all did, let, you know. And I mean, if, wait, so wait, what's the question? The question is like, could y'all still be friends even though, like, like, okay, Tyler, my father-in-law. Right. Love the guy. Uh-huh. If I somehow got to, like, meet him outside of marrying his smoking hot daughter, who, you know, I've impregnated twice now. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally just saying that because I know he's listening like, oh, my gosh, did he just say that? Uh, but uh, I feel like we'd be really good friends. Even, oh, though, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I might have just ruined our friendship by making that comment. But well, I, a really good friend would make that joke. He would. Because we're really good friends. <laughs> like he's like, dude, I I love my father. He's like the homie. Like he's honestly, he's just like me. You know? I but yeah, so I mean, the, the question would be Yeah, yeah, we do you all be, you think you'll yeah, still yeah. be friends? I mean, especially, you know, if he uh you know, he goes to goes to the same church, like, yeah, we'd still be friends. That's yep. fair. I mean, do you, yeah, yeah. do you, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have uh, two, my, so my dad's remarried. Okay. I have one brother, one sister, and then a stepsister. One brother, uh, one sister, and a step. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, do any of them, their significant others, do you not like them? Or, I mean, how's, well, how's the family uh, dynamic with that? So my, my brother, he's the youngest. He just graduated high school. He's. 19, 18, 19 years old. Oh, okay, okay. And sister, she's 20. So she's oh, good. yeah. So, yeah, so they're, de- they're fairly young. So yeah. They don't have any boyfriends. Or, well, my brother has a girlfriend, but I don't. I haven't met them. Gotcha. So, yeah. No, so that's not really a fair question. <laughs> we'll, we'll, look, whenever they do, we'll, we'll come back to this. Because I, like, uh, I feel like everyone in your family is actually really cool. Like all your sister's boyfriends. I mean, other than Josh, oh, Fox buddy. <laughs> I just, I like him. I like him yeah. a hard time. I know. Well, you have to. They're not engaged or anything. Yeah. Or, or grown. You yeah. Know? But, like, because Chelsea's boyfriend, right. Prince, you know, he's yeah. grown. Well, not even that, but like you can still, like, you can still mediocrely haze him because they're engaged. So it is pretty serious. And he has the blessing of Chuck. So that's a big deal. Right. And, um, but once they're married, then, you know, the hazing stop. But Josh, dude, he's going to get it until... Oh, yeah, dude. It's got to be a little more commitment than boyfriend-girlfriend, you know? Yeah, dude. I, but he's he works hard, and I No, he's a good kid. It. He's I a good kid. It. Yeah, I like, I like him a lot, too. And I, I mean... Hey, so... So, uh... You wanted to jump right into something. Well, what was it? Okay. Or do you want him? Because Andre no, also okay. wanted to get well, something off his chest. Well, it's actually funny that he's here, right? So, the other day, me and Kelly were laying in bed, and... We were talking about like people like who has the most criminal background like you know so we were just curious so we signed up for this 30 day free tri- not free we paid for it called truthfinder.com okay and uh, not affiliate of the podcast but if they want to pay <laughs> let me know and so we just started digging up everybody Everybody's criminal. me up? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally like at the top right here, Austin Jeter. Dude, your report is actually pretty clean, pretty boring. Okay, okay. Uh, it just says a lot about your social media. and uh, You have a couple of traffic violations. Uh, there is people in your family who we did look up and we're like, well, we don't want to bring them up. Um, what's funny on this is like if you click on Austin. In my family? Well, 
It's more like Ariella's family. <laughs> How, like, how did you look up anybody in her family? So, Who so do this, you even know? No, no, no. So oh, this is... Th- so, uh, um, look, it has your whole timeline of your birth. And oh, my like gosh. Your birth relative. This is invasive, right? dude. Dude, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Quit, quit looking at my records, bro. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your criminal history. Um, they don't give it exactly because of... Uh, um, uh, hey. As long as you're not on Watchdog, I don't care about your criminal yeah. history. <laughs> Bro, that's the worst. Okay, so look, so it literally look it has. I don't think it's that your. Those 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 aren't your numbers, are they? Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, wait, wait, let me see some of them. Let me see. No, oh, I don't wanna, oh, that's Ariella's. Oh, okay. Well, don't say that. Uh, but it has. They can't see it. <laughs> But what's I'm trying to find. Uh, so you're telling me I can go on there and look up people's, just pay for that and get their cell phone numbers? Dude, straight up. Oh my God. I'm trying to find the. So so if you go to Truth Finder, it's going to straight up give you my cell phone number. Um, I I didn't see yours actually on there, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay, Man, get I'm, to the point. Hold dude. on. I know. I was just saying we were just digging through everybody's. Oh, look. Because this is what it does. Is it goes possible relatives. Look who's number one. Wow, can I open this? That's also a relative of mine. That's my yeah. that's my uncle's wife. Oh really? Yeah. So, so uh, what I think what it does? Well, well, we're definitely clicking on this one, dude. <laughs> Have you looked at that one? No, I haven't. So what it does is anybody who maybe you've shared an address with, or people who've like lived together, or anything like that, it will give you. So like like Nate lived with me, so they have him as somebody uh, on there. But uh, dude, I mean, I don't want to put out your you know your family business out there. But there was there was a few people in your family that we all know they had some running with the laws back in the day. Really, really? yeah. But they've been redeemed. Here, and here, here. Would you got a pen, dude? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I can just, I can just. I want to know. I want to see the first name of. One. I, I could just tell you, or uh. Well, no, that, I think that's your grandpa. Oh, is it? Does the name look very similar to very, that one? <laughs> very similar. And the other one. Let on, me see. Go to go to that one. Okay. Okay. And then uh, we well, have to do this off, man. But, yeah, yeah, we'll do oh, it. Do off. you want to look up Dramonica? No, she's clean. Okay. Uh, all right, all right, all right. But anyways, I was I was just digging through all this stuff, and I was gonna tell you, man, we can look up anybody right now for thirty days. You tell me anybody. Tell me their phone. I will. I'll give you all the details. Literally, this is like every place Chase has lived all over Arlington. Wow. Uh, well, he'd never lived at that address. Why does it say that? Just kidding. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, so far, Chase Chase has nothing, dude. Okay, good. He's all right. Boring. All okay. right. Did you want to get something off your chest, dude? <sighs> yeah, man. Got to address something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see how smooth this transition is. Like I said, oh, it's going to be pretty rough, I think. It's just a train wreck uh, right into something. I hope I pronounced the city right. Uh, Uvalde? Okay. Oh, okay, wait. By the way, yeah, yeah. Andre is a I, police officer. I feel officer. like knowing yeah, where yeah, you're yeah. going, Andre is a police officer, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, so, so any, anything. And I do have some questions for a police officer that I want to get off of my chest, dude. Yes. And uh, We didn't really talk about it last week because Zach didn't even know about it. Well, no, I, I didn't know about it. So when we were up here, Austin was actually the first person to tell me. And to be honest with you, like, I really struggle with hearing anything about, like, kids 
I mean, it's like the most horrendous thing to me. Like, it's just, dude. Especially, Uvalde. It's not even that far from you, dude. Well, I mean, it's it's outside of San Antonio. It's like, dude, we're, it, it's like with it's like a hundred something miles. Bro, it, yeah, okay. All right. Either way, it is. Let me tell them your exact address, dude. Yeah, it is unthinkable. Uh, you know, obviously what happened there, and oh yeah, yeah, and I, I try not to. I don't know. I get, I get emotional about it. I really do, and you know, it's like I look at Maverick differently, and I feel like now being a father it has definitely dramatically changed my perspective on. I mean, all that. I mean, I'm not saying I didn't care before. You know, but like, we're going, like, I think like, you know, when you, when I was in high school, you know, we would see kids who maybe got bullied or shunned or whatever. And I was always trying to be cool with them because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember being in high school thinking like, dude, they might come up here and, you know, right. and give you the pass. Yeah. They might let me go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you know, you're always cool to me. Yeah. Thanks, man. You know, like, yeah. hey, yeah. go, go hide in the bathroom for a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> Close your ears. Bop, bop, bop. Just like see, even, even making a I joke know. about it doesn't feel right, dude. Well, they're on social media, so like yeah. I don't. I think that there's like time time sensitive times, you know. Yeah. Like the, I guess it had been a while since there was a school shooting. I don't know, but some people on social media make like the school shooting videos. Well, dude, there was there was four. So a mass shooting. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is anything over four? Is what they categorize it as. Is that correct? I'm not sure the exact categorization, though. I don't know. I, I think I think I've heard a mass shooting is anything over four, and apparently this weekend, over Memorial Day weekend, there was five mass shootings, which means there was more than four people were shot mm-hmm. over this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I can see. The, and, but the a lot of it from. is like, uh, you know, like gang violence. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was apparently someone. There was a uh. At the like the south side of Chicago, apparently there was one there. Apparently there was one in Oklahoma. There was like, hmm. there's actually a few that just happened this weekend. South but side of Chicago, not really a shocker. Yeah. Oklahoma, a little bit. A little yeah. shocker. Alaska. I'm just joking. Oh, Alaska, no. But, uh, yeah. but Anyways, uh, long, okay, went a long rant there. But yeah, go ahead, man. I feel like I have an idea of where you're going with this. And but I just wanted to before I forget because I will think about it. Some idiot kid in like Florida. Posted a picture with some, like, posted him with, like, an assault rifle or whatever and captioned it, hey, Siri, give me directions to the nearest school. Seriously? That was the caption, yeah. Wow. And he got arrested for it. Good. Yeah. I know. I'm like, idiot? But it, he looked like somebody that would do that. All right, go ahead, Andre. Bro, what is up with people in Florida? <laughs> it's always Florida. Hey, everybody right now, pause the podcast tight and type in. Your birthday, <laughs> and then end it with man in Florida. Yo. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, you ever done that? Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. And then, so type in your birthday. It's incredible. I, I've done it before. And then type okay. in, and then end it with man in Florida. July 24th. Man in man Florida. Man in Florida. Okay. And then see what. Yeah. So, see what, all right. Okay. Okay, wait. Mm, let's go to news here. Okay, yeah, I'll just click the very top one. I mean, mine's not that great, but whatever. It's uh, a man in Florida shot himself in a bar with his own gun. 
Okay, my mine. The first one that popped up was Florida man arrested while pleasuring himself with an ice pack in front of first responders. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> That's very Florida of him. I'm gonna do Ariella's and then we're we're gonna yeah. let Andre go on his rant. A- okay, Florida, Florida man. Oh my. What is it? So type in the birthday <laughs> and then. And then say, and end it with Florida man. So I looked up the second story on my birthday, and it says Florida man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ariel is so okay, dumb. hold on, let me remind. So mine says Florida man back in jail after not paying for taxi that picked him up from jail. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so he took a taxi home and didn't pay the taxi, and they put him back in jail. This oh one, my. this is Ariel's. Florida man on meth attacks mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for girlfriend's lover hiding inside. So oh stupid. Uh, all right, okay. What's your Florida man? Uh, Florida man accused of killing iguana tried to use stand your ground law. <laughs> like it was attacking. Him. It was charging him all like all slow coming uh, forward each little step. Wait, wait. This one says. Florida man claims he's Jesus, kisses a minor in gym locker room. Dude, that was this year. Okay. Wow. Florida man with drugs around penis denies they were his. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, dude. Uh, Why was mine so boring? Ariel is just fun. Okay. All right, Andre. All right. All right. Yeah. So back to getting it off your chest, man. Well, that was pretty, you know, I had to, that was funny. So yeah, we had it. But, uh, no, man. So, I mean, obviously very tragic situation. Um, tragic for all. I mean, parents, uh, teachers, uh, everybody who had to work to call, responded to call, um, responding to something like that. I've never been on a scene quite like that, but I mean, I've been on some scenes that were pretty chaotic with the uh, fatalities and families showing up and stuff like that. So there, there's ways that we have to work the call because we have to handle the call a certain right, way. Right. Okay. Um, Ever children involved? I have had children involved, yes. Like uh, victims? Like deceased children. Ugh. Oh, gosh. Unfortunately, yes, I've dealt with that before in my career. I don't know um, if I can do Just to give a little background, like you said, I'm a, I am a police officer. I've been a police officer for, I've been with Fort Worth for about 11 years. Um, so I have I have a hard time when um, police are criticized for doing what we're trained to do. And when I say that, let me, let me, let me get back up just a little bit. I, I wasn't there. I didn't respond to that call. I do know people who were, you know, somewhat directly involved. I have pretty good intel on what happened or what, how res- response was taken down. Um, so, with that being said, when I see posts of officers um, stating that officers were basically in their cars or not doing anything or, or uh, waiting around uh, for hours or an hour, you know, I have an issue hearing that because the state of Texas as a whole with law enforcement, we revamped our, our active shooter response years ago. And that is if you are an officer on scene, it doesn't matter if you're the first officer or the 20th officer on scene. If you're on scene and you hear shots going off, 
we run towards the shots. And that's always how it's been. And that's how it's going to be until Jesus comes back, pretty much. Um, so basically, in a nutshell, uh, I can't speak on the stuff that happened earlier. So that that's you'll have to look that up on another uh, platform or something. But when officers arrived and they were engaged with the shooting, with the shooter, they entered the school. They ran towards the firing like they trained to. They approached the classroom that the suspect went and barricaded himself into. Once he knew the officers were outside trying to engage him, he shot through the door several times. The officers, a few of the officers were able to return fire. However, returning fire through a closed door is not really something that we, we, we practice on because you don't know what's behind that door. Right, right. So that's something you, we, we really can't do. You can't just... Blast through that door because he, he ran in there with, with right. a bunch of kids. Yeah. Because um, you don't know if there's other kids inside there exactly, with him or exactly. if there's a hostage situation. Yes. Or- so, yes, it was an active shooter situation when the officers got there. The officers did what they were supposed to do as far as entering the school, uh, getting to the threat. And then once they got engaged, a lot of people don't even know this. Officers were hit. None of them were life-threatening. But... Officers were grazed. They were hit. So officers are pulling each other back. They're trying to recap or re- regroup. And they're still waiting for people to show up. I mean, you got a little town like that. You got to wait for state troopers. You got to wait for the sheriff's department. You got to wait for uh, a freaking border patrol coming 50 miles out. Or some of them were already there because it's, it's fairly, it's not a border town, but it's not far from the border. Right, right. So you're going to have Border Patrol in that area. Because I heard I saw a post about, oh, why were Border Patrol even there? It's, they're, they're in that radius for a reason. Right. Um, so when you when you see stuff like that, it's very my, – and, and the people that I saw posting stuff like that, it's just like – it's very like, are you serious right now? You're, you're going to believe a narrative that officers basically – didn't want to engage a suspect. That's not. That's not. Oh, the case you, at you're all. you're you're saying the fact that because obviously I saw a lot of stuff too where they were saying that officers were outside waiting right. for other officers right. to come in. Right. And they, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about because I I wrote it down to ask you about it because, dude, they they even post they like I I saw the post and I was like this you know it looks. It looked like they were trying to make people mad at like the police. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels very so. So, what, to me. The, so the story that I heard and like the timeline. Obviously, right. I'm not gonna be you know say this perfectly. Yeah. Is apparently he first uh, shot his grandmother, mm-hmm. uh, hopped in a vehicle, was driving, and then ran the vehicle into a ditch. Mm-hmm. At that point, he was shooting open fire at people who were in front of a funeral hall. Yeah, I did hear that. And so so he already crashed the vehicle, and then he is now proceeding to shoot at a funeral hall. And that's when the first uh, call went in about the uh, there was an active shooter situation. At the time where he crashed the car, he was across the street from the school. Mm-hmm. He then proceeded to jump the fence, which took some time as he then went towards the school. Right. Um. And and that's where everything turned into this gray area. Because exactly. I heard people, original report was that there was actually shots fired back and forth between an officer and him. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, it came out to be like, that wasn't true at all. Right. I don't know how that, I remember that the sheriff like addressed it like two days later. Right, like, right. There was no engagement between officers. And that's when they, you know, kind of laid out the, the timeline of it. And, but they did make it seem like, 
that uh, he went in the, sh- the school and proceeded to, you know, I mean, dude, I can't even like almost say what he was doing. So obviously, you know, shooting, right? And um, and that there was officers on scene waiting to be greenlit to go inside, and that's the narrative that you can't stand. Yeah, is that correct? I just yeah. want to like lay so, that more yeah. out. Yeah, and so like the 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 the. The part about officers being waiting for approval to go in, or not necessarily approval, is that when you enter in a when you okay, so I've obviously gone through several scenario training where you had to run in towards the firing, right? Engage the suspect and, and whatever. Several different scenarios or whatever, but in real life, when you come to it, when they're running into the school, running towards the gunfire and actually engages the guy, the door's shut. Officers can't get into the room, even though they're actively trying to. There's what what you can do right there is super limited. I mean, what I mean, you officer an officer can go up and try to kick the door all day, but the dude had a somehow had a Daniel Defense rifle that somebody seemed to not dude, know how. And he by got. the way, is a very expensive, a very rifle. expensive rifle. Well, it's like a five six thousand dollar yeah. AR, right? Yeah, I have a. Uh, so is this? I have a lower end rifle. Is this where we're getting into conspiracy? I mean, it, it is what it well, is. Well, and then the, the <laughs> other dude just turned eighteen, right? He just turned eighteen, and he was working at a fast food place. Yeah, what? Had a, what? Had a five thousand dollar rifle, like or, with optics, it. with not just basic, with with sights and everything. He had plenty of how ammo. Much, I mean, I don't know how much all that. How much do you think his little setup with like? Man, you're probably talking. I mean, the gun alone, five Gs. You're probably talking about another four thousand uh, two. Two to three thousand added on to the gun price. That's not right between like optics, optics and stock. Optics alone sometimes yeah. run over a grand. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't know exactly what he had as far as the the, the, the actual optic and stuff. But I mean, I mean, you, you just you got to kind of raise an eyebrow. I mean, everything that's been kind of going on. Well, the the other thing that I heard too that was crazy was apparently the truck that he was driving was a seventy thousand dollar truck. That's what I heard too. That he crashed. I didn't see in the pictures of the truck, but I, I did see that. Where did he get the truck? Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, he apparently bought it. But my thing, too, is, like, if you know you're going to do something like that, mm-hmm. like, you're probably like, well, I'm just going to go get a bunch of credit and, you know, yeah. run up credit cards. And I'm not I mean, saying it's like. Yeah, it's not I, impossible. I, but yeah. But it's just like, you know. I mean, if you're 18 working at a fast food restaurant. Can you even do that with your credit? Yeah, but you think like if you apply for, uh, let's say you apply for eight different credit cards, and then you went and bought it, then yeah, probably. But and, cred- and credit card companies like they love eighteen year olds, and they'll give him a you know a fifteen hundred dollar limit, and then he's got five of those, and next yeah. thing you know, he's got seven eight thousand oh. dollar, you know, rifle. Dude, I didn't. when I was eighteen, I I only. All I could do is pay $300 for a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I got a freaking secured credit card, bro. But I ain't going to spend long on this. I no, just wanted no, to you're say, good. Like, like, you know, when officers, they're in there, and then and then the door is closed. So now, yes, it is, unfortunately, a barricaded person. Yeah. Now, like I said, the officer can sit there and kick the door all day, but the, he might going to get shot up. Yeah. <laughs> he needs yeah. to be standing in front of the door. Yeah. So of course they had to wait for whatever little team to get there and right. then blow the door. You know, some unfortunately that stuff does take time. You're talking about a little tiny yeah. town of Uvalde. Yeah. And, and also the narrative too is that 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 people paint it. And like I said, 
this is one thing that, you know, they, they always say this when, when war happens, right? When Russia and Ukraine are beefing, right? Mm-hmm. When war starts, truth dies. Right. And, like, that's always one of those things. Like, Russia's saying one thing, Ukraine's saying another thing, America says another thing. Like, it's one right, of those right, things right, right, when right. war starts, truth dies. Right. And, and, it, and unfortunately, going through the past couple of years with, um, you know, our news systems, I don't have a lot of faith in anything coming out. Yeah, I, mean, I really, really don't. Can't. Yeah, you really and can't. which which is really sad. But the, you know, the, the 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 facts are for real that you know there's there's families that are broken and it's tragic and it's awful. Absolutely, and you know. I mean, and then and, you got a and then you got a uh, a former president saying, "Don't forget about George Floyd." At the bottom of your post about uh Dude, that was about so the tragedy of um, hey and by the way Andre <laughs> is a black man saying that okay that wasn't don't, <laughs> don't lump us all in dude, did <laughs> get you us just canceled say something about your black president dude <laughs> man not even yeah uh, well yeah and I I think I mean man we're now we're going down this political train here but like we don't gotta get too political no dude. we don't but like hey, I, I think all, I think that bothers me all politics they all suck all right yeah no they all do <laughs> suck but like I think what does like bother me about the way the media latches on to things is there's there's two boxes that it always falls under and I've this has been the same pattern for years uh, uh gun reform laws or something that's racist mm-hmm. if it falls in those two boxes it gets all the attention mm-hmm. okay so um uh active shooter in New York City subway stations right okay well New York has very strict gun laws. So it doesn't yeah. fall in the gun law box because right. they have A++ gun laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a black man who shot it up. Right. So it doesn't fall in either. <laughs> no. Disregard. They talked about it for two minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> then, Wait, I didn't even hear this story, dude. I'm uh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then obviously, you know, tragically, the, the Buffalo shooter. Well, they don't talk about the gun because, once again, New York, A++ gun laws. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about as it being a, a race crime. You know, mm. you know, so that's where it falls under that one. Okay. There was a shooter in California, a Vietnamese guy, uh, once again, doesn't fall under um, the uh, uh, under guns because California, A++ guns. All right. Um, and it's not a race thing, so therefore it's not that either. I really never heard about I, I really don't know which one you're talking about now. And then, well, I mean, and then obviously the most recent one, which is the worst, because it has to do with kids. Right. Um, he was a Hispanic man, so it doesn't fall on that. But under Texas, you know yeah. what they call loosey goosey gun rights. Absolutely. That's the one that we're going to latch on to. Absolutely. He was and also he was he was also like a trans dude, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Photos. Or... Yeah, of course you didn't know. Why would they tell anybody that? Oh. Well, I just knew he was Hispanic. So yeah. it's like those are the two narratives that they always kind of push down, which at the end of the day, like, unfortunately, our country's gotten to a point in a place where I don't feel like people really um, believe the news. Everybody finds their news through people that they trust on right. social media, right. whether it's somebody you follow on TikTok, maybe it's somebody who you like on Twitter or I mean, what's crazy is like, I feel like people have now have more faith and then and people who they follow, who they they align with, and they trust them more than the mainstream media, right? And that's where most people actually got the correct information. Yeah, was from somebody else checking Fox News or MSNBC or CNN Absolutely. or the Washington Post or the New York Post or whoever it is. Is these people who are are not part of a corporation who yeah. actually were like, no, like. 
they did their own research and that I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy to think like as a country we've gotten to a place where there's people who are on our phones who do more due diligence of actually reporting the facts yeah. than our own mainstream media who is supposed to. Absolutely. That's frustrating. Oh, very, very. I mean, <laughs> you know? and I'll say this last. I'll say this last little thing. And we could pivot off to something else, but I, you know, what the the parent thing? Okay. Oh, what would you do if it was your parent? If it was my parent, yes, I would be very upset, and I'd be trying to get in there myself too. That natural feeling of wanting to get in there, yes, we're probably all three of us. Are oh, for try sure. To do that. I'm, I'm trying to get. I mean, it's understandable. We get it. But as the officers, they cannot let you do that because that's just more casualties, unfortunately. Absolutely. And we're trying, to, we're trying to draw back the number of casualties on this scene, put a stop to it, and get everybody out. Right. So when parents are saying, oh, they wouldn't even let me get to my kid, we can't. Yeah. Trust me. Most of the officers there are parents, too. Yeah. I'm a parent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I couldn't. I mean. Can I sign a waiver that says, no. I mean, because I'll be honest, if they, this would never happen to me. Right. Never happen to you. It never, like, it's just not happening to us, right? Right. Because one, you know, Psalms 91 is true in all of our lives and our <laughs> family's lives. Anyway, but, um, you know, it's, if there was somebody in there and they, and they, they took out like your kid. I don't care if I die. I'm gonna go in there. Give me the waiver, dude. You put your hands on, <laughs> bro. I'm absolutely. You pulling absolutely. out your belt, dude. I'll be like, dude, look. What do you got to lose, dude? I will go in there and try my best. If they get me, they get me. That's fine. Whatever. So do you? So you don't believe that technically a rogue um, border patrol officer broke protocol and ran inside and shot the. So I mean that goes back to what I was saying about how I don't I don't know all this the ins and outs of everything, but I don't think I mean You're he just was saying probably on a team based on your training, yeah. That's on. not what y'all are trained to do. No. And that's what you're saying, you'll stay and back the blue. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I mean And I agree, man. You know, and, <laughs> and it's like I, I understand people have their differences, but it's like the 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 way people are believing this narrative, and they don't see that it's a hey, narrative. Pushed by I mean, our mainstream yeah, media. I mean, it's incredible to me, the people that I'm seeing on Facebook that will, you know, remain nameless that are believing this and posting these articles. And I'm like, you got to be out of your mind right. to believe that all these officers down here are cowards and they're not going. That's not the case. Yeah. You already had a team inside. Yeah. You had a matter of fact, you had a, a team of officers that were dragging officers out and, and, bringing officers in to replace those officers that were in there. And then you got officers that are holding down a perimeter just in case, oh, boy, didn't get out some other way. And then you got officers that are that are tackling parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so they did it, arrest one parent, yeah. So it's, it's a crazy, crazy situation. I mean, right. It, you know I what I mean? And, and do, you, do you think there's any amount of training that can prepare you for that? There's, there really isn't. I mean, because, I mean, you got to think about the mental. Yeah. I mean, uh, you go you go through all these scenarios, all these scenarios, and some units go through more than others. Right, like, right, right. Uh, your basic your basic patrol officer is not. It, it goes through a certain amount of hours of this type of training. Right. Okay. And then you you got your tact teams and your specialized SWAT teams and all this stuff like that. And these fools sit at the academy and train for that all day. Right. But it takes these fools an hour to get to the situation. Sometime. Right. So the patrol officers who have the quote unquote 
less training. First on the scene, have, have to do something. Have to do something. Right. So that's why they reverted to the training of, okay, you're a patrol officer. There's mass shooting. You hear the shots. People are screaming, pointing at you. Officer, he's over here. He's over here. Guess what you got to do, buddy? Go towards You got to run your little butt in there. Yeah. And, you know, and some, some of the officers just have a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I stepped up my game and got a rifle because the department didn't, you know, have enough to give to everybody. Even in a department my size, so I stepped up my game and got me a got me a oh, rifle. You guys are allowed to carry your own. Yeah, you can buy you gun? can buy your own, but you have to go through training still. But you can buy your own. Right, right. So, because uh, I wanted a Daniel Defense, but it wasn't cutting it in the budget, you know. So I got the next best thing. Um, but yeah, so you got to be prepared for that. I mean, they they prepare us to a certain extent. They give us some helmets and some ballistic stuff like that. Sometimes you ain't got time to put that stuff on. Yeah. You just don't. Sometimes it's, you get out the car and it's go time. Yeah. You know, so the the it's just like, you know, you can't Dang, you can't dude. sit here and believe all this stuff about officers pulling up all lackadaisical and chilling in the parking lot drinking Slurpees. I mean, that that's bull. I mean, yeah. that is just bull to me that people would believe that narrative. But anyway, we can talk you, about something. No, do, I, you, <laughs> do you think that um do you think that there are officers that would do that? Yeah, there's there's cowards out there. I mean, there's cowards everywhere, but uh, I mean, there's, there's, cause look at the stuff in Florida, okay. you know what I'm saying? The one that got, he actually got charged for it. That school cop that was apparently in there. Wait, and that's wait, another thing. What are you talking about? Hold up. Uh, it was, wow, when was this? I think I know what you're talking about, but uh, he bounced. That, he bounced, right? I think his or, name was Lopez or something like or that. He, but he, or he didn't do anything. He hid or Yeah, bounced? he didn't do anything. He just like, I think he like ran out of school too or something. I don't know what he did, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't do his job. Right, you know, which was run towards that gunfire. That's right. your job. If you if you if you take that round, you take that round, bro. Yeah. So you don't you don't think there's any departments that are training people to wait to get collective, like inside the state of Texas? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nationwide, I cannot answer that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So no, and I and to be honest with you, I was when I first heard those those allegations. I know starting out this like five times, but sorry, uh, is when I first heard all those allegations, I thought, man, what a bunch of cowards. Right. I did. I mean, yeah. Like when you hear the reports uh-huh. and you see kids running out screaming and stuff, like Absolutely. I, I, I can't I can't imagine I'm like, I'm I'm going dude, I I work at a dealership on one side of town that's really, really sketchy. And there's people, um, you know, moms who will they drop off their car for service and then they're they're moving car seats with kids. And sometimes there's literally people like cracked out like right there on the fence yeah you know and i always think to myself like i promise you i would do anything to protect anybody's family like right there and i remember i talked to the owner david and i was like hey man if i go to jail you get me out he's like he's like you'll be out in 30 minutes i promise you you do it you you know because like he kind of gave me the and he even told me he's like do you have a gun in your van i was like i don't he's like you should that was his attitude, that's and that's the owner. That's, that's the owner right of Volvo Cars of Austin. So that's my boy. So, that's so what good, is it? That's a good. So what, what I'm saying is like I I can't imagine not doing anything. Absolutely. But at the same time, too, is I have never been in that situation or under that pressure to understand that either. So right. there, there is there is a level of ignorance, but there is also a level of like well, I think I would do the right thing. Right. Right. But hey, when push comes to shove, we don't really know until you're in that situation. Absolutely. You know, and so when you when you hear the narrative that was being pushed out there, I was disappointed in the officers. Oh, absolutely. And but I mean cuz even I had to think about it like, okay, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> but then I got to a point where I was like, time out, like because the, the first level of the wave of reports, it was like 
four hours afterward, five hours when people were first start talking about it. Cause it was after the podcast, I went home, then I started looking it up and I saw it everywhere. And, uh, but then I just remembered for the past two and a half, three years, the media just lies and lies and lies and lies <laughs> yeah. to push whatever they're doing. And I was just like, well, I'm gonna pump the brakes and like wait to hear. And then that's when you started hearing, no, at this timeline, this is our first report when someone called 911. There's an active shooter, and it wasn't even at the school. It was right, at the, right. I think it was a funeral home. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, and then it kind of progressed. So at that point, like, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, more and more information came out about it. But yeah, I mean, initially, I was like, I found that hard to believe. I'm like, dude, if you're an officer, you know, step one, serve and protect. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a, there's a burning building of fire. And the firefighters are like, hey, um, we need to get two more trucks here. With, we need to get the hoses in the air <laughs> first before. Right. No, you put your gear, your gears on uh-huh. as you're going to the scene and you get in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, you know, if you're a e- if you're an EMT, it's like you don't wait for everybody to be there. You are immediately get to work. You don't have your gloves on that day. Too bad. You're covered in blood. You know, it's like, well, I got to put my gloves on first, and I got to put my safety goggles on, and I got to put my mask on so we don't spread COVID as these guts are hanging all out. You know, it's like, no, you just get to work. And so so to hear that at first, yeah, I was definitely disappointed. But, yeah, I, you know, as someone who is an officer, I believe in the state of Texas, like, dude, we'll so play no do, games. So what do you what do you think the answer is, dude? Or how, like to yeah. pr- to this protect good, these. I mean, there right needs now. to be. So I don't. So I, I. One thing I did disagree with, as far as the law enforcement's take on it, uh, and this is like I said, this is a law enforcement officer with a disagreement towards law enforcement, is that we have school initiative officers. We have all these high schools and junior highs with officers, sometimes two officers. And it doesn't make any sense to me. If I don't know. You can ask my wife, Skylar. I've always had an issue with it. Why is there not an officer at elementary school? Dude. That's the most vulnerable school we have. For sure. High schoolers, they could probably high even school. take the dude down himself. That's what I'm saying. Potentially. High school. I mean, that or high schoolers probably know how to uh, run. jump out some windows, jump yeah. out some doors. High schoolers know a little bit more how to what to do. Yeah. The they, elementary they school for themselves. For sure. Elementary school kids are solely dependent on that teacher, you know, for the most part. So why is it? Why are are, are either the te- either the teachers that need to be packing like they discussed years ago? Yeah, I don't know what happened to that. That like fell to the cracks. How do you I feel guess. about that? I don't have a problem with it. If the teacher, ha- if the teachers, teachers have the training, that's my. If thing. they have the training, and you find out that the teacher is not a Looney Tune, you know, some of them are, especially nowadays. <laughs> I- but you know, well, if they're a Looney Tune, they're gonna like, oh, yeah, so, get that out of my classroom. Right. You know, you know but I mean, you gotta, you gotta protect, you gotta protect people. Honestly, I, I, just my opinion is, I don't think the teachers should be like packing, and it's not because like I don't think they can, or I mean, obviously, if somebody wants to, and they, yeah. they're, it's, it's a different thing, yeah, but. Yeah. I think teachers. I think, they I think have the right to. I, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, the right I'm, even, to, yeah, I'm yeah. even cool with that. But I think teachers already have to be parents to these kids. They have to be babysitters to these kids. They have to teach these kids. They have to counsel right. these kids. They have to. They have enough responsibilities on these kids. The last thing I think they should do is protect these kids as well. I think that's where we should have. Right. You know. Yeah. Paid I mean, there secu- needs to be an so like, yeah. but but uh, if there is no security. 
Yeah. Then obviously I agree with that. But I think the first step is like, like you said, to protect our kids. Like if we can't protect our kids, our most vulnerable are, you know, whether that's the senior citizens, yeah. whether that's a baby, whatever that is, yeah. then, you know, that's what we have to do. Absolutely. And so I, I agree with that. And, and that's cause I, heard, I was talking to somebody about it and they're like, so you want schools to turn into prisons? I was like, I was like, do you understand what a prison is? I was like the, the function of a prison is not that anybody can't get in. It's that nobody can get out. Okay, right, 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 that's right. not a prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, this is not yeah. a, this is not a function of a prison. This is keeping people out. Yeah, and keeping people safe in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but yeah, single points of entry, like doors that lock behind each other. Yeah, there's things that can be done yeah. that I think will you know yeah. bring security to school. And the, and you know this. I mean, statistically, I'm sure you can maybe speak better to this, but the presence of police officers anywhere. Yeah. It changes the yeah. yeah, like you a kid, you a bad kid acting a fool at home. Mm-hmm. You know, dad shows up. Hey, man, you 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 cool all of a sudden. You know, like you you straight, you you, right. you know you straighten it out. Right. But um, but no, yeah, I yeah I I agree because that was my that was be my next question. Like, hey, what do you think the solution is? Right, you know, I mean, definitely. I mean, those schools need to have officers, and now all of a sudden it's a knee jerk reaction to have officers out of elementary. That's something that should have been done. A long time ago. So what do you think about the, the gun reform laws? Or what do you think about uh, the, you know, you know, getting up, you know, taking away AR-15s because deers, hey. deers don't wear Kevlar vests. Right, right, right. It ain't going to make a difference. It boils down to good and evil. I don't understand why people are so, um, I don't really care. Like, I, I don't really care. Uh, to have like my assault rifle or my pistol. Like what? I don't understand why people are so against like uh, an assault rifle, you know, because yeah. there's a guy. I'm okay with handguns, you know, but the assault <laughs> rifle. Why does anybody need one of those? And I don't really get the thought behind it because it's like, you know, some if somebody can shoot up a store with an assault rifle and kill twenty people, yeah. somebody could also do that with a handgun, right? I mean, sure. Well, you have to also think too of like someone's trying to rob your house, and let's say they're three or four deep, yeah, and it's just you. You're gonna want an AR. Yeah. You're gonna want that Daniel Defense <laughs> and with that the laser sights on and you know so that, that I mean yeah, or you you better be a crack shot with your pistol yeah <laughs> bop, bop, bop. that's all it'll take yeah yep. no yeah e- either way but I I think when it comes to gun reform like I'm actually open minded to maybe moving the age to 21 mm-hmm. to purchase a weapon. Because, like, you have to think, like, from 18 to 21, like, there's such a developmental year. And, honestly, the scariest year of my life was graduating high school. I had no plan. I was not in a good home. I was not in a good situation. And, you know, and I I didn't have good influences around me. I was not in a good spot. I didn't go to college. You know, I felt like the loser or whatever. And, um, you know, by the grace of God, like, I got a job that had enough to get an apartment and then, you know, you start, you know, then you're like, okay, my life is starting to get, to, but that's a scary year. It really is. Oh, yeah. And you're very vulnerable. Now I do feel like if you could join the military, you should get a military exemption to buy a rifle whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But I feel I'm okay with bumping it to 21. Cause I, I think just, there, there is a gap yeah. year where I, I would be open-minded to it. But now rounding up the guns, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dude, there's well, more guns than people. That'll never happen. And it's not, I'm not saying that'll never happen in like, I mean, obviously I'm opposed to that happening either way, but like at this point in America, like it's just not going to happen. 
No, for sure. Or, I mean, there's there's too many people own guns. For like, sure. Literally, America, American civilians are their own army. Like, you just can't. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everybody, we all care. It just comes with freedom, dude. Hey, people I'm, have guns. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's and, taking and, and me out. I got one. The thing me. is, is we're at a point where it's too far. That's not a solution. Right. No, absolutely it's not. It's not a solution. Not. Especially the fact that you can 3D print guns now. <laughs> yeah, and the things that. that you can do, th- yeah. that that's yeah. not even a solution. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, do I do feel like, like I said, gun reform, I am okay with some of it. You know, like I think going from 18 to 21 is, because like, I don't think that under, you know, because, you know, hey, I'm, I'm 20 years old and I'm an adult and I do this and that. It's like, hey, cool. Like, well, I'm going to go hunting. It's like, well, just go hunt with people who are old enough to have a gun. Yeah. Well, I mean, when Charlie's 18, <laughs> if Charlie's 18, I'm okay. I'm okay with their carrying around, dude. Okay. Well. I'm also okay if they do change that law. So I mean, my, I'm cool either way. Either way, whole, either way, when Charlie's a teenager, I don't, she, she's taking something with her. <laughs> no, when it comes to gun reform for me, man, it's just like, I just, I look at it as a, as a, as a whole picture, okay? I look at it from my law enforcement aspect, of, and I look at it from the biblical aspect, if you will. Now, the biblical aspect is good and evil. Right. Okay. That's pretty much black and white. Uh, yeah. But my law enforcement aspect is, yes, you as a citizen need to be able to protect yourself because there is not enough police officers to be right there 100%. at that very moment, that very time to save you. So you might have to save your family. 100%. Okay. 18, 19, 20-year-olds, though, they don't deserve to, to save themselves. Am I right, Zach? Um, they, do, they gotta wait. Well, it's the same thing if you're 17, 15, 14, or 12 years old as well. You know, unfortunately. You're, you're a minor living with your parents. I mean, no, I mean, that's a fair point. I, I, that is a fair point. And, like, and that's the reason why, like, I was saying, like, the, like, maybe ARs or something, like a piss. I don't, dude, I don't know, but I'm saying, like, I'm open minded to something to make our society a little safer. At the end of the day, I, the one thing that I do know, is going from, hey, you graduated high school to the real world is a scary transition. Yeah. And it can feel very lonely and you're very vulnerable. Yeah. And you're very vulnerable during that season of your life to um, to to have somebody, you know, hey, come, you know, join our right. supremacy group and we're going <laughs> to, you know, I'm being serious, man. Because, no, yeah, like, but- that's a very vulnerable year. That yeah. might, I mean, if you think about it, like, I mean, obviously we're just spitballing here, but that that might be your most vulnerable year of your entire life is that transition to like, even if you're going to college, like, am I going to the right college? Am I, am I taking on student loan debt? Is this the right thing? Unless you have a parent who just like lay it all out for you and everything was perfect and fine and dandy. That's one thing. But you know, coming from most people, you know, you have to think these generation right now, like there's, there's. There's not a dad home at a lot of these. Right. You know, there's 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 poor influences at school and friends and absolutely. Um, and you're 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 vulnerable. You're in a bad spot. And so parents are not their kids' only influence for sure. You know, so and I and so and I like you said. You know, you're open minded. That that's great. But you have to look at it as like you don't have to look at it. But Chicago, dude. LA oh, yeah. the teenagers that have these uh Uzis, these tech yeah. nines, these they're already breaking like the law. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you can you can you can take the guns out of the 
you can take the gun out of the uh, the person who is doing right and stuff like that's hands. Right. But you got to remember Joe Blow down the street that don't give two freaks. Yeah, he don't care. He can break into your truck. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? That's the reason why I'm against rounding up the guns. Right. Because the people who are going to turn in their guns are law-abiding citizens. Absolutely. The people who won't turn in their guns are people who are <laughs> yeah. planning, like, hey, once they all get round up, boys, we're going to go. They take over. We're going to go, <laughs> you know, we're going to go take over the 7-Eleven and start knocking down doors, you oh, know? yeah. And so that's the part of it that I think, um, you know, is, like, that's just not a solution. But I do think there should be, maybe, if you're 18, you don't need an AR-15. Man, I don't, I don't you know, have a problem like, with the age. With the age but Austin, uh, that's a good point yeah, that yeah. he was talking about. Like, Because if you're 19, 20 years old and you're living on your own and working on your own, well, you you don't have the right to defend yourself. Right. You know? And so it's like, okay, that's that's a fair point too. You know? Absolutely. and um, But yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, man, it's a complicated issue. But I mean, to me, you know, as a dad, as a parent, I mean, you know, me and Kelly were having this conversation about private schools and what to do. And I want to know that there is top of the line security at whatever school I pick. And yeah. if public's, I feel like not the answer, <laughs> then I will put them in private. And if right. I feel like private's not the answer, then you will be at home. Right. Like at the right. end of the day, like, you know, you my, my son kids. and my next son, those are the most important, you know, things to me that, oh, yeah. you know, that I want to protect. And um, so I, I think that's totally, you know, something that's, doable and fair you know and Absolutely. so i don't know we went on a long <laughs> long tangent there well you know i think it's good to have dude i mean honestly it's cool because i didn't know you're even gonna be on the podcast today but i'm glad you are just to break down that whole you know gun debate <laughs> oh, yeah, otherwise we would have been here going did you see those officers were standing those. there <laughs> what a bunch of cowards <laughs> dude there's like oh. I mean, and that's what's so funny. Like, here we go again. So, like, I just don't understand people's logic of, like, defund the police. And, and then what? Right, right. We I mean, all we all just, everyone just yeah. gets along like, just I fine. Mean, like, departments are already, like, hurting for people because it's the, uh, how culture is made police nowadays. A lot it's, of people don't want to do it anymore. It's, oh, yeah. You're, so, you're. It, it's it's very hard to find a suitable applicant. And you see some of these academy like our academy classes, they're they're I mean they're pretty stacked. But you start you start really looking at these people and talking to them. And you're like, all right, bro, you probably yeah don't need to yeah. Be out we're here. we're reaching on a few of these. Yeah, here. I mean we're we're I mean we're looking for heart, we're, which we're is a problem. Heartbeats at this point. You yeah, know, you just gotta have a heartbeat, dude. Honestly, you know? I I feel like okay, it was my last this is my last tangent. Um, I feel like police officers should be treated almost the same way as like veterans in, in wounded combat. And what I mean by that is like, I think if you're an officer who served for five years, mm -hmm. there should be a stipend given to you for the rest of your life. If you, for 10 years or however long you're on the force, yeah. there should be compensation for you for the rest of your life due to how long you're on there. Because I don't think, I mean, correct if I'm wrong here. This is me just uh, ignorant you know, citizen is I don't think police officers get in there because they're hungry. They want power. I think they really want to help. Mm -hmm. And I think when you show up on scenes and you see, like you said, you've been on scenes of children that, you know, passed away yeah. or you see domestic violence or you see certain things. I don't care who you are. It will start to affect your mind. 
in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously with the Lord and, you know, everything that, you know, God protecting your mind and, and everything that, you know, as well. But at the end of the day, like, I think we look at um, mental health the wrong way. And I think there is a lot of really good people who served the, the, you know, served the law enforcement, served our cities for 20, 30 years mm -hmm. who know they don't have any other option or career. Yeah. And they're in a place where they're so on edge that they could get themselves in panic attacks or they can find themselves just coping emotionally and shoving it down to a point where it is unhealthy. Oh, yeah. And I think those people should be honorably discharged and be paid for for the rest of their life. Depending, I, I yeah, I, I mean, depending how long they've been in the force. Right. Because at the end of the day, like, if, a, if someone goes to Iraq and IED blows their legs off, mm -hmm. right, we can look at that and say – that is, there is a disability there, and you gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. And those those people get disability for the rest of their life, insurance, and there's benefits, and there's great things. Yep. I think we need to do the same thing for our officers. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I think, because at that point, it does change now the pool of people. Like, Because people want to get into it, but they're like, what if I do this for 15, 20 years? And I'm like... Dude, Absolutely. like, now, <laughs> yeah. you know, but if you knew if you did it for 15, 20 years and you got a stipend of yeah. a percentage of your paycheck that you were getting yeah. and it was guaranteed, right? I think that would attract the right people again. Absolutely. I think that would bring people into the department. Well, that, yeah. And I think, and like, and that's the other thing too, is like, I think the, the police, um, it should be like a third party company that comes in and evaluates the officers individually. And they can look at, hey, you have this many reports against you, or you've done this, or you've done that. Or they can be like, oh, this guy um, got in a, um, you know, his wife uh, left him and cheated on him. Like, right. hey, how are you mentally yeah, exactly. now, you know, carrying <laughs> yeah. it forth? I'm being, I'm being Absolutely. honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. You I know, mean, you, you, have, you have a lot of issues with that now. And, and it's something that's just now being addressed as far right. as mental illness because we have we have what's called a crisis intervention unit right so now if officers are experiencing something like that in their personal life or on duty uh you you just and it's still it still has a lot of kinks in it like you just you kind of get placed with this unit and you just you know do whatever you do with them and then that's that you know once oh you good dude all right go back to work you know it, there's not enough right but I'm saying that know. crisis unit yeah. can honorably say hey we're gonna take your gun and badge but you know you're gonna be taken care of right that's I think what that, that would yeah that that's, would help that's the thing right because yeah. if you're in the let's say you were an officer for five years at five years you get thirty percent of your paycheck you make it to ten years you get fifty percent you're at fifteen you're at seventy. You make it for 30 years, you're at 95 of, of your paycheck, and that cap's there, and you'll get that for the rest of your life, whether you're honorably discharged for mental health or things that you've seen. Right. Because I feel like if you go on a scene of, I mean, like, there's certain things where, like, you've, wow, like, this guy's had this incident happen, you know, 20 years ago. This happened 18. And it's not even him being bad, but just what you see, man. Right. Absolutely. I can't, I can't imagine. Absolutely. And, I mean, yeah. and you get to a place where I don't care who you are. If you start to profile people based on your previous situations, it's impossible not to. Right. And then you get to a point where you're like, well, now I'm not objectively enforcing the law. Right. You know what right. I mean? I'm, I'm being very biased towards that. And I think that's what starts to happen. Now, is there, Hey, is there bad apples and everything? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
But I, at the end of the day, like I think police officers should be held at a like a higher standard and get quote unquote. I'm just saying honorable discharge. Right. I mean, I can I can agree with that. Like you said, all the stuff that we've seen, been involved in. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. You go from up here to down here real quick. In For sure, profession, man. And he's been on some stuff. Chase has been on some. Chase has seen some things, you know. And it's like. Man, it's like some people can't handle that. You talking about he, the train wreck, dude? Yeah, yeah like the train wreck. I mean, that was a Wait, grown. That was a grown that. man. I mean, I, yeah, I wish Chase was here, but he could tell that that he, that was sat in the car the rest of the night. Dude, he he was it a girl? It was a guy. A guy? Yeah. He they went to like a apparently what was it ruled a suicide? Uh, that's what they said because he didn't move. He just was like had his headphones on. He's just guy got like, hit walking. by a train. They were like looking for. <laughs> or they like went to the incident, and there was like just a head on the ground, staring <laughs> right at Chase. And then Chase makes eye contact with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's scarred for life, dude. Well, see, and that's the point is like you're you're almost seared to that. That's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like and Chase is like you know cuddling with your Monica, crying at night, <laughs> trying to you know figure it out. Yeah, but I mean, dude, I, I know, and he, but that—that's my point when it comes to officers, man. Yeah, like, dude, I—I I, I mean, obviously, I've seen videos, videos of people dying. <laughs> yeah, but like, dude, I hate even those, and <laughs> I'm laughing because I say, you remember that one thing I sent you? Oh, they—they they, they jumped out. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> so, uh, you know, just to—I I remember Andre told me like some. He, like, showed up to a scene. Like, I think there was a shootout or two dudes got shot. You just said that you were talking to the guy, and he just bled out. Oh, I think I, I, think I remember that one. Yeah, what, just, dude, you're, like, literally smiling and chuckling. <laughs> Andre, you need to be honorably discharged, dude. Bro, it's, no, not, yeah, it's not funny, dude. I, that's it. I'm calling, I'm calling the seat. You got to go in for an evaluation, dude. dude and well, also, like, the, the thing about crazy, officers dude. is, like, to me, like, it's like uh, – uh, like firefighters are like the cool uncles, right? <laughs> and your paramedics, those are like the moms. They're there to like help and make sure everything's, you know, good. Mm. And then police officers are the dads. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to be the disciplinary. Right, you know, right. Someone's going to jail tonight. Who yeah. is it? You when know? CS coming in like, oh, man, here you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that, and like I said, I'm, I'm making pivots in my life to, you know, thankfully I go to a great church, you know, I have a great wife uh, to, that I can talk to about anything. And she's perfect. Dude. She knows when I want to talk about something and she knows when I don't. And if I, I might not want to talk about it in that instant, but eventually I'll probably talk to her about it. Right, I mean, right. It blows her mind just me telling her about it. You know yeah, what I'm and saying? She, she could probably see when it's heavy on your shoulders. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, so it's, I mean, it's perfect. I'm very thankful for her. But Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, shout out to Skylar. And then, yeah, love you, babe. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we go to that. We go to our church, and it's great. It's just it just helps me, you know. And I you know, stay in the word and stuff like that. So it, I mean, it does help. But I, I've seen some people go. Yeah, but you got to think not not everybody deep has that no, support system. Not they everybody don't. has you know. Yeah, you know the the Lord on his side and things. And those are the people. They all got access to it though. Absolutely. Yes, yep. uh, but <laughs> yeah. those are the people too. Where I'm like, at a certain point, it's like. When is enough too much that you've seen? Right. When is enough that you've experienced too much? Mm -hmm. 
And when it comes to officers, it's not like, well, hey, man, you did this for 25 years. See you later. You can go start another career in your late 40s. <laughs> right. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah. That's no, not realistic. Right. And, that, and that's pretty much. And, and that's the. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why if you vote for me <laughs> running for governor, we're going to get that fixed. Uh, 2020. I'm just joking. Uh, and, that, and that's why you see high divorces and high and high stress drinking yeah, yeah. rates and within policing. Because it's like, dude, they, they just some of them don't know how to handle the stress. They, they, they don't not, not necessarily don't know how to handle. They don't know how to, you know, they don't have any outlets. Right. Whatsoever. Right. They don't have so, a, a good church or a good yeah. wife or a good community Absolutely. or a good brother in law. You know, dude. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just ran an hour three, man. We we can wrap it up, dude. It will save your story. Hey, yeah, that, that gives you less to do next week. I know. Well, I'll be out of town, but oh yeah, oh you can do it with uh with Alex or whoever. You're yeah, who am I do? That's right. All right, dude. Yeah. All right, man. Well, anyways, that was a uh, very long. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it was good. Dude, honestly, it felt like 15 minutes. I felt like I was talking about Austin wasn't even here. It's going to be very similar to next week because he won't be here either. Uh, but, Andre, man, we appreciate you, man. Honestly, you know, serving and protecting. We know for a fact you would have ran in there. Most of Yes, sir. You wouldn't have been waiting around for 15 you minutes. Why? That's You're not a nope. coward. He's a father. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Taking over the podcast game You know I'm just chilling with the people Austin, Zach, man, yeah It's that father figure I tell them go figure You know they coming through with the truth Like I'm pulling on triggers I said They just be telling the truth When they talk about their kids They got that Charlie and